Hi, you guys, and welcome to TrailerCast. I am Elise Snipes, your host, and uh, we are in the middle of a radical wellness series. And part of what that means, if you haven't listened to the first episode, um, I kind of go into what radical wellness is, why, how, who, and these conversations that I get to have with the women on my team are as if you sat down at the table with us and like dropped in mid-conversation to the way we think about wellness, the way we uh, feel about our jobs, the way that we have understood our own experience of, of moving towards what it means to be well and what that means for each of us individually and collectively. And um, yeah, it's, it was so much fun to get to have these conversations and it's such an honor to share them with you. My, my heartbeat in all of this always uh, will always, always be a sense of can you hear the unedited life? Would you be able to just flip back the curtain and see Oz as they are? Could you and could we demystify what it means to go to therapy, what it means to be treated somatically, what it means for us to work in collaborative effort, what it would mean for us to be at home within ourselves, what it would mean for us to live our lives fully. And I think the more that we hear conversations about this and when you get to hear voices and stories and passion and fatigue and pain and victory and all of it, uh, then we get to kind of write ourselves into a whole new story. So today's conversation is with my longtime friend since junior high, Aurora Allen. Well, let's start with who we are. Give us your rundown. Who are you? My rundown, I'm Aurora Allen. I'm a somatic and embodiment coach at Radical Wellness. And I love exploring body tools, um, experiences in the body that support healing and growth and um, evolution. Mm Yeah. (laughs) And, you know, it's it's, we, uh, we do, we end up talking a lot throughout the week, voice memo and otherwise, texts and otherwise, Instagram memes and otherwise. And, (laughs) and I think that that is, has been the heartbeat behind the conversations with the women on our team is, oh, this is so good. I wish everyone can hear this. And then we're like, oh, wait, they can. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, at least you have a podcast. Let's just talk about it. Actually. (laughs) <laughs> would you would you talk to me about a couple of things and you can have your choice um how has somatic work been a way that's been something that's created change for you where it all kind of clicked because i've kind of, i've watched some of your journey yeah. from the sidelines and it's like yeah. oh oh aurora's here Oh, I made it. I'm present in the moment. Yeah, absolutely. It's been a really long journey. I've always been fascinated with the therapeutic process, talk therapy. Um, What I noticed, I'd say at some point in my 20s is I was able to manipulate the conversation uh, in talk therapy to basically hide behind my words and um that then i felt more stuck and so what i noticed in 
my, as I began to connect with my body and heal my physical body, because there was a lot of history there, um, the, yo the practice of yoga was so profound to me and I didn't know why, but I kept going and then I started training in it and then I started learning and then it was the words again that I was like, oh, okay, physical body, physical body, physical body. I understand these words. I can use these words to get a desired effect, um, which was really cool to me, but I still didn't get how the body was connected to the healing. Um, but I kept going with it. I kept going with it. And then I'd have these experiences in my body where I felt free, expansive, open. And that was new for me. And as I continued my journey of showing up and experiencing different and new things in my body, as I remained open to experiential things um, and, and my learning continued alongside of those things, where I got to was that the nervous system holds the key. Mm. And that was so rad. And so that's really kind of where uh, the framework comes in for me when I start to talk about it, because it is so experiential. It's so unique to our experience. Yes. So talking about it can be hard. Yes. And I think that's what I was trying to do earlier in my life is like talk about the experience, thinking my experience would be the same as somebody totally. else's right? And it's not, it never is. So when I frame what we're doing experientially with nervous system terms, knowing that we all have a nervous system, I find that it helps us be open and willing to connect to these experiences. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I just yeah. said a lot. Does yeah, that, I love it. it. Making you, sense? Um, <laughs> okay. Well, that'll be up to the listener, right? Right. But I'm like, what? <laughs> So wait, wait, what? <laughs> when it makes sense to me, um, I imagine that it will make sense to others as it needs to, right? Absolutely. The, I, um, I always like to pretend that with the two of us that like, we're, when I look in the mirror, like you're there, <laughs> and then, like, like, cause we we're like looking through the looking glass at each other. Our work has been in such parallel and every time we do an event together or a conversation together it's like oh oh oh, oh wait i have words for that but in in, in my sphere and oh wait i have words for that, but in my mm -hmm. sphere and so let's mm -hmm. play that way um okay same but different <laughs> same same but different <laughs> the what we hope talk therapy will be and then what it can be when we're actually in our body mm -hmm. and we have the tools to actually stay regulated so that talk therapy can actually do what we've always hoped it could. Mm -hmm. And man, do I hear you when we think about the story we bring to talk therapy is what we know, maybe intellectually, maybe emotionally, maybe it's where we're stuck. Right. It's like we're in pain in some ways. So we're going to therapy to, to work this thing out. And then we just say all the things that we know. And then we're stuck. And what I mm -hmm. notice the most and why your role within radical wellness is crucial is the body accesses this whole 
other landscape of maybe what we don't know yet mm. of where and how we can move beyond what we keep saying and maybe mm -hmm. not even use words at all. Mm -hmm. the people that I hear the, uh, the most feedback from within our, within the people that we get to serve is, oh, all my years of talk therapy, they now have a way to be lived out mm -hmm. because I'm connected, not just in my intellect, but also in my primary experience as a human, which is my body. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, as you're talking, I'm hearing you say, I know, right? And, and I think, I think <laughs> there are multiple kinds of knowings. And when you're, when you're speaking of it, well, you, you spoke about it in both ways. But initially, when you were starting to speak about the knowing that we come um, forward with our story and talk therapy, it's an intellectual prefrontal cortex um, thinking brain knowing is what you're yep. saying there's there's also a body knowing that is guttural that is deep that is not something you can necessarily put words to and that's what i'm interested in accessing because when we pull those two knowings together mm. then we're capable of being present with whatever in our bodies in our lives needs to come full circle so that we can actually heal mm. Mm. Mm -hmm. so when we and i think this is something i talk a lot about with clients is we live in a society and a culture that is it prizes our intellectual knowing so much that we get so wrapped up in it I call it being front heavy, yeah. <laughs> that our prefrontal cortex yeah. is literally falling us forward. And actually, if you look at posture, like it's like we're actually coming forward. If you physically look at like the majority of humans' postures, our shoulders are rolled forward, our foreheads are forward, right? So when we, I like to actually work with people physically mm -hmm. lean back in your chair imagine your brain could settle to the back of your skull and then notice if you can connect with the feeling part of your brain which is more underground and it's our it's our animalistic instinct it's our impulse mm. and what if we allowed ourselves to know things from that place also so it's like um, when people enter somatic experiencing and somatic sessions with me, my hope is that we build the muscle of the hindbrain of the impulse center so that it can rebalance this heavy, this oftentimes too heavy prefrontal mm -hmm, cortex. Mm -hmm. mm. And so we come back into balance and we use both. Yeah not just the yeah. one. When you were talking, I was doing that. Like I like leaned back and I, you know, I actually thought, oh, this is what I do when I go to bed. It's like, I, I lean all the way back with my head hits my pillow and, um, and it's, and then I also thought, oh, and this is also how I dream. <laughs> oh, yes, it is. That's so beautiful. Yes, mm -hmm. it is. And our dream world and our, um, our creative spirit,
also is connected to this very deep guttural internal knowing yep. that is not a thought process. Yep. Well, and when you asked or highlighted the hindbrain option, um, I notice when I'm leaning forward, I'm front heavy, that if I'm using my prefrontal cortex, I'm hyper-focusing on the problem. And when I lean yes. back and, I, and I'm accessing what feels like a possibility, right? Because in dreams, everything is possible. I mean, I could be a fish. I could walk on the ceiling. I could be in outer space. Like everything could be purple. Like everything is possible in, in the subconscious. Mm -hmm. That in, in that leaned back state, I am able to approach why I came here to therapy, to this conversation, to my marriage, to my pain, um, with a place of possibility and openness rather than fixation. And this is the problem. Yeah. Well, I think it's important to note though, that we disconnect from that part of our being for a good reason. Say more on that. Uh, um, well, at some point in our experiential life in our bodies, um, we were given the message and the signal that it's not safe to live there. Totally. Oh, it's not safe. Wow. It's actually not, it's not safe to live there. So that's, I think a lot of the reason why we don't do that leaning back. We live in this front heavy space because our culture is um, rewarding us for that. And there's this hustle and this like, when we do, we achieve, and then we get stuck in that cycle. But there's also this piece where it's not safe to lean back. And so I'm just going to stay mm. in my forward mo yeah. momentum and motion. It's what's ringing in me right now is the, um, is children live in the space of that wonder um, and or safety in their body if there hasn't been a ton of developmental trauma or early childhood trauma. Um, that the, maybe the, the unimpacted child might be able to yes. live in that kind of space, but then it would be negative, you know, societally, if we stay that way, grow up, mm -hmm. get out of your head. Oh, you're daydreaming. Mm -hmm. Remember all, I mean, it's not yeah. realistic, Elise, that you would be an artist. That's not, that's, um, that's a child, that's child's play. Or you're okay. Oh, you're okay. Focus. Stay on task. <laughs> hurry up. Mm -hmm. The hurry up is a big one. And I see myself in my own parenting, like hurrying my kids. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, 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 actually, I'm going to slow down. <laughs> right? Because these uh, messages get ingrained. Yeah. 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 And we get them from all angles. Mm -hmm. You get them from all angles, which is why they're so ingrained. Can you walk me through um, the kind of person maybe um, who would benefit very directly from somatic work? Um, because, so a lot of times people are like, wait, what is somatic? What is that? And um, mm. is that something that I should be doing? Is that something that like my partner should be doing? Um, is it for kids? What is it? Um, can we do that um, online together? So maybe just kind of walking mm -hmm. through a person who could benefit from somatic therapy and how that actually works online. 
Yeah, I, I really believe that everybody, has, you know, being that everybody has a body, everybody can benefit from somatic therapy. Sometimes people aren't necessarily ready to enter into their body. Uh, and sometimes they need to work out the story a little bit more mm. so that they start to feel safe in knowing, excuse me, what places they're ready to enter into their body experience. And so there's, when we work with the nervous system, we're working uh, a lot with the underlying fight, flight, freeze responses. Sometimes fawn too, mm -hmm. uh, absolutely. The fawn response is, is part of that. But when we get really deep into instinct and impulse, we're going with fight, flight, freeze. Um, and then even with freeze, there's a level to which there's a fight or flight response that wants to come out or that a cycle that didn't get completed. Mm. And so knowing that that's where we're going to go with the nervous system, I think there's a level to which the story and the talk piece is important to have some level of of having worked that out um, or working alongside. That's what I love about radical wellness is I work alongside the talk therapists. And so together we're kind of unpacking the story from multiple angles. Yeah. So when I, when I consider the, the kind of person that could benefit most from somatic therapy, it's somebody who's ready, mm. somebody who's ready to look at their body and how is their body holding them back from healing or what stories are stuck in the nervous system and what cycles need to be completed mm -hmm. How do I feel safe in my body? Am I ready to feel safe in my mm -hmm. body? Yeah. And I think that that is a really important question to ask yourself. Yep. And sometimes the answer is no, and it's okay to not be ready yet for that. It doesn't mean you won't be. Right, right. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm running it through my own story because that's, that's what I know best. Um, but there's... yeah. Um, the way that you talk about body, um, I hear that, oh, my body is here for me, uh, that, that I make mm -hmm. up that that's actually what I'm going to get to know when I enter somatic work is all the ways that my body is here to actually help me find my way back in. And mm -hmm. the way that body is often considered everywhere else is what's wrong how it's too big or too mm. small, how it's not this or not that, how, how do we fix it, mm. contort it, change it, shift it, cut it, yes. right? And so I, there's, I hear that yes. you're also talking wisdom body, you're also talking like innate body, you're talking ancestral body, spiritual body, there's all these body, other ways we can fan out when we say body, what else we mean? Um, yes. <laughs> yes. And thank you for bringing that up. I think that's so important to expand what we know intellectually about our mm -hmm. bodies. Um, I do a group called Movement is Medicine here and there. And one of the things I bring up is we have at some point signed these contracts about what our body mm. is or what our body needs. And a lot of times I don't think we are aware what we're signing away. Yes. And so it's there, the, the group is kind of an opportunity to rip up those body contracts that maybe we're not even conscious of and to write our own contract about what it is. And specifically in that group is what it is to move the mm. body and what kind of movement is worthy that 
if I don't have 20 minutes to go for a run, then moving my body isn't worth my time mm. because I need to burn this many calories or I need to get a sweat in order to engage with my body. And that is just a contract at some point that we were like, we entered into because we read it in a magazine totally. or we heard it on the radio or we, and it just infiltrated our conscious thought process. And then we just signed off like, okay, I guess this is how I engage with my body. So to rip up the contracts and to be conscious in the thought process around like different ways that I engage with my body are worthwhile for different reasons. Mm -hmm. Movement, breath work, somatic touch, just holding hand to heart. Right. Um, and then what kinds of movement, mm -hmm. right? Like, okay, yes, going for a run, moving energy through, um, great. But also like, what would it be like to just tap my feet on the floor and then let them settle and feel my feet on the floor and bring my attention to that? And how can that serve me? What do I notice about that when I do oh, that? Yeah. Aurora, one of the things that you um, did for me there, I, I tend to also in my previous story and in my previous life was an athlete. And so I make up that to move is to um, function hard and to work hard um, and for a goal. <laughs> it's yes. not for pleasure yes. because I had a coach riding my ass and this is what we do. Okay. Right. Um, right. And for victory, there's, a, there's all these things associated yes. with it. There was a, I think it was one of the classes that we did together. You asked me to touch my pointer finger to my thumb and see if I mm -hmm. could locate my heartbeat. Mm -hmm. And it shook me to my core. It's actually become a personal practice mm -hmm. for me because it was the least amount of energy I could put possibly output. <laughs> it was just to connect mm -hmm. pointer and thumb and to realize that I am already alive. Yeah. How subtle. At, to pay attention to what is already in motion, that maybe the movement I am seeking is already taking place within me. My heart is beating. Yeah. My blood is flowing. My synapses are firing. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> you know, it's like yes. That, that subtlety is it's amazing subtlety is huge in pulling us into the present moment it's also artistry sorry there's a because there's like this play of um i think sometimes we think that impact yeah. has to be large or um intervention at least from the therapist yeah. side has to be boom and it's um it's that drip drip it's that just that mm -hmm. subtle 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 shift that is like oh yeah. Yeah. Well, and I, and just to me, it, and we were talking about this in our meeting mm -hmm. the other day about how it's pulling ourselves back into the present moment because story wants to pull us into the past or the future. Mm -hmm. It just, it desperately wants to go and work out the things that are stuck in the past. And it wants to worry about and protect us from what's going to happen in the future. And I get it, of course. And to come to the now, to be able to be here now, truly, honestly, fully here now is such a gift. 
when you're living your life in the past and in the future. Well, that and that and to be with that gift and to be with the subtleties of this moment is so powerful. And sometimes, sometimes, what's needed? That uh, that would might even be the medicine itself. Mm-hmm. Is genuine connection now being witnessed now exhaling it's really hard to be in the now yeah Yeah. and it's like it is hard to be in the now especially when there's trauma uh and there's pain and there's you know of course and yeah we're also actually, we're actually not trained as people to go to therapy that way. We are trained to tell the story. Well, when I was eight and then when I was 16 and then when I was 19 and um, all the time as therapists, are we trying to like, be like, okay, can you notice what is coming up in you now as you talk about what happened when you were five, 16, 19? And yet, man, is it a total reorientation to See, that was then, you are now, and what is now mm-hmm. is what we can attend to. Yes, and using the body's mm-hmm. cues in that moment supports the understanding about what didn't get to happen yep. then. Yeah. That, and, and when we bring what didn't get to happen then into the now and we get to complete the cycle, yep. that's when the body is able to let go of what didn't get to happen then. When we're capable of giving it to ourselves now. And one way in is the mm-hmm. body. And the body has the experience of, I didn't get that then, I'm giving it to myself now, yep. <sighs> settle into that. Um, super healing. The, okay. So that full cycle picture, I've also been sitting in a ton of like cycle and circle imagery, spiral imagery and all that is the feeling of, I didn't get that then I'm meeting with someone who's helping me identify what it is that I need to give to myself. Okay? Cause that my healing is within me. Right. right. And I am capable of giving mm-hmm. myself what I need now. And it isn't going to come from mom <laughs> and it isn't going to come from dad or my third grade right. teacher. Um, I am capable of giving myself the space to, the resource to, to cry now, to scream now, to um, set a boundary now, whatever, whatever I need to do. Then there is that let go, that sense of, oh, it's that release. And then it all comes Mm -hmm. in. Mm -hmm. For my learning, for my new neural pathway, for my new ritual and behavioral mm-hmm. pattern for my new freedom, my new autonomy, the new way it's going to be is that mm-hmm. after release is that sense of actual recovery, repair, and integrative move towards, oh, yeah, I want to do that again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so is the cycle of the nervous system. We are, our, our nervous systems function through activation and settling. It's when the activation and settling cycle gets interrupted that we get stuck. And what you're talking about in the cycle of being able to offer yourself what what didn't get to happen and then coming down and feeling into that, the activation cycle got to settle. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
So then when you go into activation again, the body knows it can come yes. back to settle. Yes. Yeah. It now knows, right? The internal deep guttural yeah. knowing is new. Yeah. It, I am I'm thinking about the way that the brain experiences novelty. And so the brain is always trying to make associations and patterns, and then it ditches what it doesn't need in order to right, continue to survive. Um, but there is mm-hmm. something along the lines that when the brain is confronted with something that actually doesn't fit, then it pays more attention to be like, huh? Yeah. So if all of, and there's opportunity, it, yes, in that. that's it. And that's the whole thing is we're throwing a novel thing in to disrupt the original pattern or maybe the in- influenced pattern that, oh, mm-hmm. wait, there's something new here. Oh, so I can go, I could actually find settle. Oh, I could actually leave this relationship. Oh, I could actually quit this job. Oh, I could actually not respond. Oh, I could actually, whatever. Because like, all of a sudden there's something else. I think that's, the, that's thrilling to the brain, to the self. <laughs> Absolutely. And then setting yourself up with, with practices, with rituals, yeah. with things that support uh, that continuation yes, yes, yes. Is, is a really important piece. Okay, so this is some, can you like just take us home on that? Because there is, um, th- my, some of my pet peeve has been in, the, in, in this industry, uh, the work only happens in the room. And that is the, I mean, that is so antithetical to how we function at Radical Wellness is that you have access to you always and everything you are doing, learning, experiencing goes with you wherever you go. So it's not, it's not. Well, and my hope, my goal, my hope for anybody who comes and sees me is that they take what they learn in session and then they go and live their life. That, yes. I don't, I don't want you to come back all the time for the rest of you. Like you don't need me. You need you. You need you. You need yeah. you. That's, that's the yeah. full return. Okay. So talk to me about, um, is there a yeah. favorite resource you give to people or does it depend on the person? Um, how do we resource people outside mm-hmm. of the room? It's so dependent on the person, the experience, and that's where the somatic experiencing piece and the, the lived experience in sessions guides the practices to take home to support ultimately from my viewpoint and frame is the nervous mm. system. Right. Um, and that's where I love to work with the other women at radical wellness, because there are going to be tools given in each different world. Um, and then in this world, it's, it's ultimately looking at the nervous system, learning how to see your own nervous system, what, what the activation settling cycle looks like for you. And so what tools are going to support you in that? Now, when I talk about the tools that we use, I like to think about it actually not as tools, but as clothes. Okay. So, um, you put on your jacket, right? You put on your jacket, your warm winter jacket, and you try it on. And it's like, this feels nice, but it's summer and I'm so hot. <laughs> so you take your jacket off. That's not the, that's not the piece of clothing that you need right now. You pick up your tank top, you put that on and you're like, okay, this fits, but you keep trying the clothes on in the different seasons. Cause you don't know what's going to fit in that yes. season. Yes. Right. And so, ha- so building the closet or the tool belt or whatever you want to call it is an important piece. And that's what we do in session. Mm -hmm. 
And then you take your closet with you and you try on the different pieces. So sometimes it's this specific breathwork um, uh, activity that we did in session. And it was like, wow, I had this profound experience of settling. You take that, you put it in your closet, you try it on. And then you go, oh darn, this isn't the season for that. I'm gonna keep it in my closet and I'm gonna pull out this other movement exercise that we tried on or this meditation that we went through this one time that was really supportive. And so that's how I see the, the work at home and like the, the pulling in what we learn in session into a type of ritual or regular practice because we're going to get back into patterns. Just yes. like you said, with the brain doing what it does to um, predict what's yes. next and to protect us, right? We're going to get into cycles. And so I think it's important to constantly meet that cycle with presence mm. and be like, hey, how am I actually showing up today? And how's my nervous system today? And where am I at mm -hmm. in my patterning? And what do I need? Mm -hmm. And then trying the clothes on to find the mm -hmm. right fit and then being with mm -hmm. that. Yes. Does yeah, that it's beautiful. Yeah, it's gorgeous because it's, um. <laughs> it answers again that um, we care to the most specific detail of the human. Yeah. And we mm -hmm. trust that they will know exactly what they need to put on because we've actually practiced it together. We practiced the coat and the shirt and the shoes and the right jewelry. We've practiced everything that you've needed for you to feel um, free. Mm -hmm. And then I, um, for, uh, for me, I really always want things to be as radically practical as humanly possible because my own mm -hmm. life is a runaway train. <laughs> so I'm like, mm -hmm. so. I, mine too. I get it. So I like to Amen. stack my things in obvious ways. So when I am literally getting dressed, then I also am imaginally getting dressed. I am also considering mm. the practice of what I am covering myself in today and so I imagine sometimes that my what I am putting on sometimes I need tenderness sometimes I need a thick layer of protection so then what is mm -hmm. the resource that I know this uh this would represent for me this day is it to slow down while I'm in my closet and actually do the breathing exercise is it to listen to that meditation that Bonnie sent me is it what do I need mm -hmm. as I actually layer up for the day so and that's the presencing that's the being present with where you are today and that's what's practiced in somatic yep. experiencing yep. i love the versatility and um, just how tangible what you do how it it uh, translates into lived experience mm -hmm. and i also appreciate that it's something that everyone can actually put on so sometimes i think that some of the concepts like when we say somatic work some of that can feel actually like inaccessible or too far away or like a word i, I don't you. oh you're right let me see oh you are, there okay, you there. are. um it yeah. says my internet is unstable i am unstable that's how it's happening oh. <laughs> um, i think it's important to note before we before we head mm -hmm. out um that what doesn't fit Getting clear about what doesn't fit is just as valuable as getting clear about what does fit. Okay, um, because when we know something doesn't fit, we can then move toward other mm -hmm. options. 
And so what that offers me is staying in exploration. Ooh. It's like, I can, I can keep exploring this. Oh, this doesn't work. Oh man. And like, instead of like, like putting my head down and like getting upset and like, oh, this isn't working. Like it keeps me in, okay, that didn't work today. That's clear. Thank you. Oh. Now I'm going to try this over here. And it keeps me in exploration. Okay. And so what it does for me is it actually gives me permission to be dissatisfied. Yes. Right. Instead of like, uh, well, this should work. This is what everyone on Instagram is doing. Well, this is what should fit because it's what's in season, right? It's, or it's what someone said or did. And I thought that was cool. Um, permission to be dissatisfied. I don't like that. This sucks. (laughs) (laughs) And there's something else for me. And if there isn't, I'm going to make it, or I'm going to cut the sleeves off of this, or I'm going to figure out a way for this to be my fit. Yes. Because it's clear is kind. And when you're clear that something doesn't work for you, that there's kindness in that for yourself somewhere. Yep. I like to like kind of pay attention to the rub, you know, it's like, what, what, is, what? Yeah. Gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Aurora. <laughs> thank you. Um, thank you for giving so much of the work that we do a place to actually live. It's such a gift to my life to witness people in their own unfolding. Isn't it? I love it. Yeah, it really is. And to work alongside other women that I trust with the story side and um, also the the creative space that we get to come alongside people and see the stuckness and um, help in, in creative ways to get through mm-hmm. that stuckness mm-hmm. um, together as a team. I think community is so important right now. Um, and, and this community at Radical Wellness, I think is a really beautiful way for people to feel that sense of being held by a community of, of women, not just, um, one, one person. I, I, I've experienced that from both sides within our team, the, um, as a client and like, (laughs) I'm like, please, can you please help me? Um, and when I, if I meet with someone on our team and feeling, the wisdom seeping in from our collaborative efforts because we because of our conversations and meetings, the way that we talk, we're learning from each other so much. And then also watching what it's like to be a provider amongst like it's like these wolves, right? Like like capable and of and of doing things on our own, but choosing to pack, choosing. Uh, to come around each other. Uh, it has is a different type of power. It's a very different type of experience than is typically found in spaces where there's a lot more scarcity. So it's fucking rad. <laughs> it is. Thank you. Thanks for creating it and letting me be here with it, in it. I'm here for it. Um, any Anything that uh, you'd like to leave people with Oh, you've got something coming up actually that, um, so we tend to create things as well that that's allow accessibility for everyone always. We have to make it, um, I think of it most often for in the clothing um, metaphor that on the sound of music, when she takes the drapes and she cuts them up and she makes seven different amazing <laughs> outfits for those Von Trapp children. Um, 
that everyone got something, right? And everyone got something different and you, but it's the yeah. same fabric. And so you work with people one-on-one. You mm-hmm. also host small groups that where people can access those online where they're able to do movement as medicine, body tools for healing. And then mm-hmm. you're actually in the middle of creating something people could just purchase. Like it's an actual, like, hey, mm-hmm. and, and tell me about that, the title. Yeah. Yeah. It's a class called taking your body to therapy. And ultimately it is the first session that I have with people is a lot about nervous system regulation. What is the nervous system? What are we talking about? And so to give the information and the frame of reference of what we're doing here in somatic sessions is we're working with the nervous system and teaching people what that is, is the class. So that when you show up to your first session, you already have the information and then we can jump right into how it um, relates to you and is impacting your life. So I'm trying to take um, the first session and let people explore on their own so that when we come to the work, we can dive in a little bit more quickly if that's needed or wanted. Uh, so that's, that's kind of the, the idea. And it'll be a, it'll be a class that we offer online and people, like you said, can purchase it and just watch it at their own convenience and then reach out when they're ready to start a session. And, and take it to wherever they're already doing their work. Like this is like the, the accessibility Mm -hmm. piece as well, where um, people can work with you and the therapist they already have. People can take this class and continue in yoga. People can take this class and then join a group with you and not have to do all the other things. It's um, yes. wide. The entry is wide. Choose your, choose your own adventure. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> mm. uh, I love, I love what you do. I love, um, I love it because I see I, I see it that I'm like, oh, I didn't know that. Or oh, I didn't see that. Oh, I've never felt that. Oh, I didn't know what that's what that was. Oh, that's, that's this now. And so you just give such fantastic language to, that allows me to feel contained. And then it really gives me a place for all the things that I know in my head to have somewhere to stick. And I think that to me has been invaluable when I consider all the things I've attempted to learn. Um, some of it can float away. Some of it can not last. Uh, the somatic piece, uh, the body piece gives, it, being spending more time in there because of you has allowed all those other things to have somewhere to live. I just feel, I feel very different within myself because of the way you open up the body as a way back in rather than as something that I can be quick to dissociate from. Yeah. Oh, that's so beautiful. And you do the same for me in the opposite way. I have so much containment and so much clarity and like what's boundaried for me that you offer me the exploration and expansion into what's possible. So thank you for that. Love you. I love you too. Okay, you guys, thank you for listening today. Um, As always, if you have any questions, thoughts, or needs around your own wellness journey, 
um, please know that Radical Wellness is here to either serve you or come alongside you or at very least um, make you think, huh. <laughs> so however you want support, whether that be just looking at Instagram or listening to these conversations or actually working with someone on our team or working with everyone on our team, we build specific treatment goals and plans based on your time, your budget, and what it is that you actually want to take care of. So nobody's way in looks the same as another person's way in because we're so different. And maybe you heard that in the conversation that I got to have with Aurora today about putting on the clothes that actually fit and adjusting what doesn't and finding out what you actually need. So whether or not you already have a therapist that you're working with or are wanting to get started for the first time, we would love to be able to support you. The point is that we get access to high quality care with people that are highly invested in helping you return to you and be able to live a radically practical life. So you can check all of that out, www.radicalwellness.co, that's C-O. A couple of things I wanted to highlight from our episode that I want to know what you heard too. But there's three moments for me, and one of them was when Aurora was talking about her way towards um, her own uh, learning and eventually getting to become a somatic practitioner. But she said, I kept going. I kept going. I kept going. So she was in talk therapy. I kept going. I went to yoga. I kept going. I did my teacher training. I kept going. There's an element about her stamina, her staying with her ability to just kind of keep going until she found what was actually right, uh, that is something that Aurora does so well. I think a lot of the times I can pause and be like, well, this isn't working. (laughs) But to hear the way that she kept on going, I didn't want that to be missed. I think that that's what a lot of us are doing. We're continuing to keep on going until we can actually figure out what is. And It is okay to be dissatisfied and it is okay to say, well, this just isn't it. It doesn't mean you're not grateful and it doesn't mean that what you're learning isn't valuable. It just means that there's something that's maybe a little more right or a little more like um, you put on the right sweatshirt and it felt exactly right, like exactly what you needed. And so I think until we've found that, uh, then yes, please, let's keep on going. Uh, The other element was about cycles completing. Um, Aurora and I often talk, we talked about this again today, but we are, we're living these parallel worlds. Our, our work often reflects each other. And when we think about having a full cycle experience, a lot of the times our cycle of emotional capacity or emotional release gets interrupted by our thinking, by our shaming, by our patterns. So I start to feel mad and then I feel bad that I feel mad. So instead of feeling mad, now I just feel guilty. (laughs) That's an incomplete cycle. So every emotion, everything that comes up for us is wanting to do something for us. It's not coming um, to destroy us. And so whatever it is, the cycle that starts, we want to see it all the way to completion. We want to understand that everything that is coming up in our body, be it memory, sensation, uh, story, otherwise, whatever it is that's coming up, if we understood that it's all coming up in order to come full circle, in order to come home so that we could have resolution, completion, the, the finishing of a cycle, you know, that's, that's so much better than just like these frayed edges of just a bunch of shit. Do you know what I'm saying? So whatever it's worth, pay attention to the cycles that long to be completed within you. And the last one was the close. I just love it. I love um, 
getting to put on Aurora's work like wisdom, getting to just wrap myself up in what it is I actually need for that day. And like you heard us do, um, even though the work can sound abstract or can sound hard to understand or grasp, we put it into super practical ways for you to actually live this thing out. That's the whole point is that you, you get to put it on and you get to see what you look like and you get to stomp it out and you get to determine what's right for you. There's something that just feels so stinking great about that. So yeah, I'm fired up after that conversation and, and really just, I'm blown away every time. I love how much everyone has honed their specific essence on this team and how they get to be as brilliant as they possibly can in their space and how much more rich and diverse and radical our team is when each person is released into the fullness of their own power. So, woo-woo. <laughs> just over here feeling really stoked. Um, I hope you have a great week. Please always let me know if you have questions, thoughts, feedback, needs. Um, you can email me anytime. Find me on my website, Elise Snipes. Looking forward to our next Radical Wellness conversation. Cheers. <laughs>